We will never truly have all the answers to the paranormal. Are ghosts the presence of a lost soul, or its residual energy leaving an imprint on what we consider a reality? Are they demons posing as lost souls with a more malevolent intention? It is not always the case that what people encounter are simply spirits attached to places, but they can be, in some cases, entities that haunt and follow people. This next story includes the experiences of a young woman who encountered an entity that followed her overseas. Welcome to Deliver Us. The Moors were a family that originated in Canada and moved to Duran, a city located in eastern province, Saudi Arabia. In 2017, they purchased and moved into a new house. There were two daughters, Harriet, the oldest, and Stacy. Harriet would eventually return to Toronto to attend university, but would come back to Saudi Arabia during holidays to spend time with her family. When visiting the new family home, Harriet described a feeling of something off about it. She couldn't quite place her finger on it, but she always felt uncomfortable in the home. In May of 2017, Harriet had to have knee surgery due to a soccer injury. So, as she was going to be in a cast and therefore restricted from movement for a few weeks, she arranged it so she could spend this time at the family home. She was forced to spend a lot of time in the house alone, and this was when some odd occurrences started to manifest. It started with objects in the home going missing and turning up in strange, unexplainable places. Then, the family dog would start barking at unoccupied areas of the home, as if a stranger had been standing there. Harriet's parents went on a trip to Hong Kong for a couple of weeks, leaving Harriet to house-sit whilst they were away. By this point, she was able to move about the house a little more, but was still unable to actually leave. It might have been the fact that she was feeling more vulnerable being in the house alone, but the presence of something started to manifest into glimpses of a figure standing outside the windows. It would disappear as quickly as it appeared, so it was easy to dismiss it as nothing more than figments of an anxious imagination. It was approaching summer, so Harriet would spend time outside by the pool. Sadly, due to still being in a cast, she was unable to go swimming. One afternoon, she was relaxing outside when she noticed movement coming from inside the house. The French doors leading out of the garden had floor-length curtains that were moving as if someone was pulling them back. The doors and windows were all closed, so there was no chance of wind being the cause. The only other explanation was the dog, but he had been outside as well. Not being a permanent resident in the house, Harriet would have a temporary bedroom set up in a nook, usually used as an office. It was small, but comfortable. It was while sleeping in this room, she would first hear the tapping. It sounded like someone was tapping on the outside of the window. Harriet's heart began to race as she lay in bed, too afraid to look and see what it could be. Eventually, she built up the courage to open her eyes and turned to look to see what it was. There was nothing by the window. From where she was laying, she couldn't see much beyond what was right up to the house. Getting up and looking would entail two things, a great deal of courage and physical energy. 
to get herself out of bed and across the floor to the window. Eventually she was able to muster up both, get across to the window and looked out at the grounds that surrounded the house. There was nothing there. She went back to bed, but after a short while she heard the tapping again. Without waiting to investigate further, she gathered up her things and migrated to her parents' bedroom. She locked the bedroom door and got into bed. She lay there in silence, trying to distract her mind from what it was conjuring up in her imagination about what could have possibly been making that tapping noise. Eventually, tiredness took over and she drifted off to sleep. Harriet's bedtime routine from this point until her parents returned was to check all the doors and windows were locked and she would shut herself in her parents' bedroom for the night. It was the night after moving bedrooms that the tapping noise followed her. This time, however, it was tapping on the door. This would happen every night, keeping Harriet from getting anything close to a decent night's sleep. The two weeks seemed to take forever to end, but eventually her parents returned, Harriet moved back to her spare room, and the activity seemed to die down. This could have been because Harriet felt a lot less vulnerable now her parents had returned, and this presence had less fear and negative energy to feed off. Harriet was the only believer in the paranormal amongst a family of sceptics. Could this be the reason why only she was a target? Or was all of this in her imagination? Eventually, she recovered from her surgery and was well enough to return to Toronto and go back to her studies. She didn't return to Duran until the following Christmas break. When she returned, so did the tapping on her bedroom window during the night. After a few nights of tolerating this, she decided to do her own blessing on the room to try to rid it of whatever presence she was sensing. This only seemed to make matters worse. The following night, she was in bed and was once again unable to sleep. She was laying on one side when she noticed something moving in the room. It seemed unclear, but she could make out it was a black figure standing in the corner. She didn't think it was a sleep paralysis episode, as she was still able to move. Terrified, she closed her eyes and slowly rolled over onto her other side, hoping and praying this thing would just leave her alone. Something shifted in the air, causing her to open her eyes again. The side of the bed she was facing now had a nightstand, and right next to that, literally feet away from where she was laying, was a face. She described it as having grey skin, black eyes, and no hair. She lay there frozen in fear, hoping this was just a dream, that she would wake up in an empty room. Her eyes adjusted to the dark, and she could make out a smile on the face. Slowly, it moved closer to her, tilting its head from side to side as if inspecting her. It got so close to her face it was almost nose to nose, and then for no apparent reason it quickly moved away and disappeared from her sight. Harriet grabbed a flashlight from her nightstand and shone it around the room. Whatever it was she saw had vanished. A few days and sleepless nights passed. One morning, Harriet and her sister Stacy took a trip to the town to purchase some groceries. Stacy offered to drive so Harriet got in the passenger seat. Once in the car, Harriet caught sight of someone in the window of her parents' bedroom 
It was a black figure standing there waving. At first she thought it must have been one of her parents trying to get their attention, only due to the lack of light inside the house, all she could see was a silhouette. What was strange, and led her to believe it was something else, was the fact that even after she waved back, the figure just remained there waving in a slow, almost robotic way. Even when they drove away, it was still there, standing, staring, waving. When they returned from their shopping trip, Harriet asked her parents if either of them had waved at them when they drove off earlier. They both denied doing so. There were no other sightings in the house during this visit, and after a few more days, Harriet went back to Toronto to return to her studies. There was a sense of relief that she had left her family home and whatever it was that was haunting her behind. After the flight, she was feeling jet-lagged, and despite trying to fight off the sleep to readjust to the time difference, she took a nap in her dorm room. She was unaware for how long she was asleep for when she was awoken by a familiar but disturbing sound. The tapping had returned. It was on her window again, but this time she was in a dorm seven floors up. The door to her room had a frosted glass window that prevented anyone from seeing anything clearly in or out. Harriet was able to see the silhouette of a person standing on the outside of the door. She assumed it was just her roommate, Chloe, and managed to get herself back to sleep. The next day she asked Chloe if at any point during the time she was napping, she would have been standing outside her bedroom. Chloe denied having been anywhere near it. This led Harriet to conclude that this entity she had encountered at her family home had attached itself to her. One evening, Harriet was alone in her room practicing her guitar. As far as she knew at the time, there was no strange occurrences. However, the next day, Chloe approached her with a look of suspicious curiosity. She wanted to know who was in Harriet's room with her the previous night. Harriet assured her no one was in there, but Chloe was adamant she heard the sound of a male voice in the room while she was playing her guitar. Some days later, Harriet woke up one morning after what she assumed was a restful and undisturbed night. She went into the bathroom, and when first looking in the mirror, she noticed a bruise on her face. She described it as if the bottom of a glass bottle had been pushed up against it. There was no explanation for it, as there was nothing in or near her bed that could have caused it. She showed it to Chloe, who then also noticed two large scratches on Harriet's arms. This was the most disturbing incident thus far. This thing, whatever it was, was now physically harming her. They started looking into getting the place blessed. This presented them with a number of issues. Firstly, you never know the legitimacy of people who claim to be able to succeed in ridding a residence or a person of entities. A lot of them can be nothing more than scam artists preying on the scared and vulnerable. Secondly, and probably the most important, neither of them could afford paying for such services. For now, they would have to live with it. There was one morning which involved a slight change to the girl's regular routine. Most mornings Chloe would leave before Harriet as her classes usually started earlier. They had a morning ritual in which Chloe would shout out that she was leaving the apartment and Harriet would respond by shouting back, See ya! This morning, however, Harriet had left for school before Chloe. Unbeknownst to Chloe, she did as she did every day and shouted out to her roommate. 
She heard the usual see-ya response she was expecting, left and thought nothing more of it. That was until shortly afterwards she received a text message from Harriet regarding something about what was happening at school that morning. It dawned on her that whatever had just responded to her in her apartment was not her roommate. This was not the last time this would happen. The entity would at times mimic Harriet's voice and speak to Chloe. Just small responses, but it was disconcerting nevertheless. Another evening, Harriet was alone in her apartment studying in her room. She got distracted by hearing a quiet, melodic sound coming from the living room. She attempted to ignore it, but quickly became aware that what she was hearing was the sound of her guitar having fingers being pressed down on the fretboard. There was no strumming, but she could make out the formation of the fingerwork sounding like a tune she would play to warm up. She called out to see if Chloe was in the living room. She heard no reply. She ventured into the living room to investigate. Her guitar was sitting there idle, and there was no one else in the apartment. Other things that started to happen was items would go missing in the apartment and would turn up in random areas. Flags and tapestries that were attached to walls started to fall off. Not in a way in which gravity just took them, more like they were ripped off the wall by an unseen force. One of the things on the wall was a Celtic-style cloth Ouija board hanging on a wall in Harriet's bedroom. It would fall off and end up in the middle of Harriet's bed. One of the last things Harriet disclosed to me was that when she first saw the entity at her family home in Saudi, she did eventually get some sleep and began to dream. She dreamt of an old record player playing an old song in Spanish that she was able to translate to saying something along the lines of If you ever go away from me and push me far away, know that I will always be with you, forever and ever and ever. This story was based on true events and was written, narrated and produced by me, James Deverell. The names of those involved have been changed. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was made possible by the person who agreed to let me tell their story. It was also made possible by you, my listeners. Without you, I wouldn't feel compelled to find these stories, write and narrate them, and share them with you on this platform. I love telling stories. I truly believe there is great importance for storytelling in our world. It invokes the imagination and opens us up to a greater sense of empathy through shared human experiences. That is the reason I do what I do, and I hope one day to do it a lot more than I am currently able to. So, if you enjoyed it, please go ahead and help it to grow by subscribing on the platform you are listening on and leaving a positive review. To go beyond this episode and get access to the original interview with the person who was featured in this story, go ahead and check out my Patreon account. Patreon contributors donating $5 or more get access to exclusive interviews and a Patreon-only audio feed in which I narrate the original stories I find. Also, go ahead and check me out on Twitter at at Daredeverell and Instagram at James Deverell. Thank you again for listening.